Hi, and welcome to the MCB Community Update. My name is Eric Joseph. I'm the Executive Director of the Audible Local Ledger, located in beautiful Mashpee, Massachusetts. It's part of the Massachusetts Audio Information Network, Maine, your main source for accessible community news and information. We bring local news and information to the blind and print disabled across the state. As part of this podcast, we'll interview the Commissioner, John Oliveira, of the Mass Commission for the Blind, quarterly. And in the intervening months, we'll bring experts who have a lot to offer to our community. And we'll listen to what they have to say, we'll ask them some probing questions, and hopefully we'll all learn together. We welcome your feedback and hope you enjoy our series of interviews. And now without further ado, here is the MCB Community Update. Welcome, Commissioner Oliveira. How are you? Good You've been in this position for a while now, and I'm sure many are aware of your history with the Mass Commission for the Blind, but perhaps you can recap some of your career path that led you to this position. All right. Good morning, uh, everyone, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the uh, first edition of uh, Community Update here mm -hmm. at MCB. And, uh, we will uh, be looking forward to, to bringing you lots of information over the next uh, 15 minutes or so. But as uh, the show continues, hopefully you'll be joining us on a regular basis to uh, keep uh, gathering that information. Uh, my path here at MCB was um, one that I would uh, sort of characterize as one with various uh a progression um some might say milestones of, of different i'll point out what i think is a milestone uh i started at the entry level position here uh, in the field services side as a rehabilitation teacher worked for um several years with uh, con uh, consumers of all ages uh, had some kids i worked with some teenagers i worked with some adults that were looking for work, adults that weren't looking for work, many seniors that were losing their vision later on in life um, and worked on some training things with them and uh, in order to keep them independent and uh, functioning in their community. And then I moved over to the vocational side, did that for a few years. And then there was an opportunity that opened up in staff development, which again uh was different um i worked strictly with consumers now staff development moved me over to working with our staff and um did that for a few years became director of that unit uh, we had several people working at the at the time we planned a lot of uh different seminars and hotels and and different conferences for our staff and in some cases, even uh, we collaborated with other agencies in New England that had counselors that were working with blind consumers and had joint conferences. And then uh, I moved on to the assistive technology side here at MCB. And again, uh, working with consumers who were looking for technology to complete their vocational goals, to complete their goals for independence at home or in the community. Uh, did that for a few years. Then I moved on to the director of employment services. That was the actual first management job. Uh, and uh, that uh, allowed me to supervise several departments. 
and then uh, moved on to an assistant commissioner position, which allowed me to um, oversee many uh, of the, or just about all of the agency's programs and services side. And then uh, deputy commissioner served there for 10 years, learned how the agency functioned uh, from that angle, uh, pulling in the fiscal aspect of the agency um, to how it all connected with the programs and how grant management occurred and federal funding and state funding and learned all about budgets. And then uh, came the acting commissioner for several months and then Governor Healy appointed me as commissioner. So I would say, uh, you know, that milestones were coming through the services side and then a milestone would be, would be moving into management and then onto the executive team, the next level. Uh, I'd say that was uh, quite uh, significant and now commissioner. Wow. That's, I mean, you've really dipped your toe into every bit of the organization and what yeah, a great it was more than background. my toe it was more than my toe actually maybe a foot <laughs> <laughs> what a great what a great training ground for where you are now you yes. are you have been commissioner for about six months with the interim and the uh, permanent so what were the first few months like when when you just came on were there immediate issues? Were there concerns that really needed to be addressed right away? And if so, what steps did you take to deal with them? Well, the immediate issue obviously uh, was the, we were missing a CFO. We had to, the CFO had moved on to something else, another position outside of the agency, and we needed a CFO in place as soon as possible. Um, shortly after we started looking and um, started going through uh, unraveling some of the fiscal matters. Uh, the next important issue, we, we learned that uh, our funding partner, our federal funding partner, the Rehab Service Administration, had some concerns about um, how grants had been uh, managed. And so we uh, made that a priority and uh, started working that out. Uh, so that became uh, an issue that had to be managed. And we had some personnel um, positions that were not filled. Uh, that was another uh, issue that needed to be dealt with. So we we got some postings out there. Uh, we started a dialogue with the Rehab Service Administration. So we got a, a handle on what was going on uh, and what we could do um, and what we had to do to remedy what was uh, what they uh, said was the issue. And uh, the CFO search went on. And uh, so uh, we have a, a CFO on board. Uh, the fiscal matters uh, appear to be under control. And um, we've had a number of new hires here at the agency that are filling some of those personnel needs or meeting some of those personnel needs that, that we have uh, had been dealing with here at the agency. Well, it sounds like you took care of took care of business when you came in. That's so that's how you dealt. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we'll get to. That's how you dealt with those issues that were awaiting you when you arrived and took over. But the name of 
This podcast is the MCB Community Update. So how about updating us on the current issues or opportunities your team and the agency face these days, and how is the MCB handling those? Well, um, current issue, obviously, which comes around every year, uh, is our state budget. Uh, very long, uh, drawn-out process uh, with uh, many pieces moving. So we are in the middle of that, uh, being, uh, this being February, we're not in the middle of it yet, actually. Uh, it's, uh, we just kicked it off with the governor's budget and then, uh, things will be moving forward where the, the legislators will be sending their budgets forward and all the other steps that, that, uh, occur after that. So that's very important to the agency because that obviously determines how much money we will have to operate in fiscal year 2025 and which starts July 1st. Um, so uh, that's that's coming down the line. Uh, the staffing concerns uh, that I mentioned earlier, we've had again, lots of postings uh, and filled some of those. So that's um, pretty much uh, coming along. Uh, but as we posted those, and this is something that we had been uh, observing in, in the field, uh, not just here in Massachusetts, actually it's across the country and it's uh, uh, impacts uh, all of the blindness agencies around the country and, and even the general rehab agencies. It's a shortage of staff, uh, qualified staff to work with people who are visually impaired. So um, it's a big task. And one of the things that, that I've uh, done is convene the team here in Massachusetts. And I will attempt also to, when I go to a conference in April in Washington to convince other agencies to do similar things. Um, it's still evolving what we're gonna try to do, but we, we've convened a, a committee that uh, involves some of our providers, involves some of the educational institutions that are uh, providing the training for individuals and we'll be looking for other partners to come in and, and join us. Obviously some MCB staff will be involved in that uh, as we try to spread the word about working uh, in the rehabilitation field uh, for folks who are blind, uh, legally blind. And um, there's a shortage of orientation and mobility instructors, cane travel trainers, which are very, very important to achieving the independence for individuals who um, are looking to travel in their community and then travel around the country and around the world using those skills. Uh, obviously, vision rehab therapists, which provide many of the home skills training um, and vocational counselors, of course, which uh, provide direction uh, in uh, achieving vocational goals. So that's, that was, uh, that's something that we, uh, Hopefully we'll have, and it will not be again, a short-term project. This is something that's been going on. It's a matter of educating the public and educating the public usually takes a very long time. And so wow. that's gonna be something we're gonna be working on very diligently over the next uh, several years. And obviously uh, trying to fill positions in our, so, uh, in our uh, state rehab council board and our statutory advisory board. And, and statutory advisory board is the board that advises the uh, commissioner on uh, different aspects of the agency. We have some candidates that we're interested, but if anybody is out is interested out there, 
um, please uh, reach out to us. And also for our State Rehab Council, we have openings there. So if anyone is listening and uh, State Rehab Council is more very specific to vocational rehabilitation, where and the statutory advisory board is uh, provides advice on all aspects of the agency, whether it be social rehab or vocational rehab. Wow, a lot going on there. And with uh, staffing shortages, the team that you do have in place must be working really hard and they must be really dedicated. Can you take us through maybe some of the people and the roles that make up your team and the people who make the MCB such a special state agency to be employed by? Well, um, I'm going to mention some of the of the team, but I'm not excluding anyone. So I'm going to keep it general. <laughs> That's first. a given. So obviously, <laughs> the 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 uh, the very important the people that uh, that reach out and talk to consumers every day. Uh, obviously, our service staff, our rehab teachers, vision rehab therapists, our mobility instructors, our assistive technology folks, our social workers, vocational folks, um, and uh, older, older independent blind workers, all of our service uh, folks that, that reach out and, and talk to our people every day and visit them and work with them. That's the face of the agency. Those are the people that, um, you know, are our MCB and are pushing it out. Then we have our team of obviously supervisors that keep those referrals going and provide support to those individuals um, and um, do a very important function. Many of them uh, worked uh, as field staff uh, beforehand before becoming supervisors. So understand what the workers are are, are uh, working with and, and dealing with and and then you have obviously then our, our regional directors, a director that runs uh, each of our six regions. So there's six of those. And then, um, you know, very important also uh, are the program people, our orientation and mobility directors, uh, Ali, and our, uh, our assistive technology director, Alexander. And um, obviously there, there's other programs too, uh, our Randolph Shepard vending program, which has been decimated uh, because of the pandemic because most of our buildings that our our stands are in are are empty uh, or nearly empty most of the time these days so that impacted that program tremendously but uh the team here is, is a very dedicated team and then we go over to um our executive team a small but very efficient team uh, and <laughs> keep uh, keep track of all the, the the issues that are going on and keep working with our state partners and uh, make sure that we are uh, up to compliance with our executive office of health and human services and uh, all of our outreach and all of our, um, again, partnering with other agencies and being part of different programs and and providing data to um, to the folks that need it to uh, uh, continue to work uh, here at the agency, so it uh, it really is a a team of dedicated folks that are that care about the people uh, that they serve and care about human beings and and how to improve the condition of life, and um, that's what probably one of the most important um, uh, you know the sort of things that we do here is that we care about the consumers. And uh, we want to see them 
keep themselves um, viable and independent in their community, have access to lots of different things that will, will help them and learn different skills that will help them stay independent in their community and achieve jobs and whatever they, they want to do. Um, that's what uh, I believe the, the MCB uh, uh, team is fully committed to, to helping uh, our consumers achieve those goals. That's great. That's great. Every time I've been in the MCB, the team, everybody, staff from top to bottom has been kind hearted and welcoming and very much committed. So I understand what you're saying and I, I, I heartily endorse it because I've experienced it firsthand. Um, Commissioner, we'll be speaking with you quarterly, but producing a monthly podcast that'll interview some of those individuals you just mentioned, which I'm very much looking forward to. But what do you think is in store for the MCB between now and our, you and I, having our next interview? So a little bit about the future upcoming the next three months. I think you probably talked about budget, so that's probably a lot of this, uh, but is there anything else that you have projects going on that you think are um, might find some fruition in the next uh, 90 days or so before we talk again? Well, everything 90 days. Uh, if I had a <laughs> crystal ball, I could really tell you that. Uh, I, obviously, I haven't met, I mean, there, there are projects that are going on all the time. Our internship program continues to run. And there'll be an opening ceremony in, in June, and the, the actual interns will kick off then. Um, there's a, a conference that we're planning for teachers of the visually impaired in March. That's going to happen, uh, and so that'll be completed. Um, there's soft skills training going on for individuals who are going to be part of the internship program. Um, there's uh, planning is going on on White Cane Day which will not be completed by the next time we talk, but we'll, uh, uh, planning goes on for many of these events, uh, six to eight months in advance. Um, there's a job fair coming up that will be completed by the next time we talk. And uh, our employment services team is working very hard to, to line up consumers to, to uh, participate in that uh, job fair. So there, there are many things. I, I mean, I have uh, some conferences to attend between now and the next time we speak. Maybe I can talk to you about some of the things I learned at those conferences. Um, there's, uh, uh, again, our budget. Uh, and then there's also talk uh, or starting to move, we're starting to move on the uh, MCB Boston office relocating to a different location in Boston. So our oh. the building that we're uh, currently, all of the state agencies are in in Boston is uh, not uh, renewing our lease. So all of the agencies here at 600 Washington Street are going to have to move. Um, that won't be done until the end of the year, uh, early next year, maybe in some cases, but uh, that, that those conversations are going on, the negotiations are going on. Uh, so, uh, you know, well, maybe there'll be some other news on that when uh, we talk again, but uh, just probably just an update that it's happening. Um, so there's wow. there's many things I'm sure I'm missing. Oh, there's there's the consumer conferences that I'll be speaking at uh, in in March, and there's uh, many things going on that uh, I'll be doing an interview with. I'll be over at Perkins uh, in a couple of weeks. I'll be meeting with the Carroll Center board in in, in uh, 
uh, actually later this week. So many things are happening. We can talk about a lot of these things. If I uh, any information I I gather, I will be glad to to share with the folks. That's fantastic because you have a lot going on, and you just ran through about twenty different items that are all in progress or going to be completed in March or April or. I mean, it's a busy, busy time for the MCB. So we're going to close, though, on a completely different note. As part of our getting to know the commissioner section, Commissioner Oliveira, we ask, who's your favorite musician or band, and what was your first concert? Really? Now you're really making me go back yeah. and find here. Well, I, I still... <laughs> um... I still think that the my favorite musician probably is Billy Joel. Uh, I've been to his concerts and uh, um, I've been listening to his music for many years. Uh, the band would be uh, Journey, a uh, band that was popular in the 80s and, uh, uh, and still continues to be popular. Uh, the first concert, all right, the first rock and roll concert I went to was the band called Kiss at the Providence Civic <laughs> Center uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. I went with some high school friends of mine uh, back in those days in high school. And I think the first, uh, the other concert that I went to that was uh, not so wild was that a band called Dr. Hook. Uh, I, it was down the, on- In the medicine show, right? Or yeah, something like something that, like Dr. Hook in the medicine? <laughs> Something like that. It was at, it was at the Hyannis, it was at the, in Hyannis at the Melody Tent. Uh, yeah. When I worked at a radio station in high school, we used to get free tickets, and I got a couple tickets. And a friend of mine uh, went down and, and uh, said, uh, saw the Dr. Hook concert. Well, I'm glad your ears have stopped bleeding from the Kiss concert. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Billy Joel has a great new song just a song not an album out but he's got a yeah. new song that's really song. really beautiful really thought-provoking and yeah. uh journey without steve perry is not journey is my right. is my uh is my two sec my two cents but those are really really interesting that helps us get to know you a little bit commissioner and we appreciate that so but nowadays i, I thank listen you. to a lot thank of country i listen to a lot of country music nowadays though i, I like the modern yeah. country music not the old uh time country music a lot of the artists uh, from sure there. yeah they're, they're extremely popular it seems like either hip-hop or country seems to be the two major styles pop and hip-hop or country are the two things that most radio stations are playing right. um well thank you thank you for your time today commissioner Oliveira. it is much appreciated and we'll be back next month with allison bold to discuss mobility and orientation and the following month, we'll enjoy the company of Alexander Pooler discussing assistive technology. For more information on the MCB, please call 617-727-5550. Or to volunteer for a reading service, please contact the Audible Local Ledger at 508-539-2030. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day.